Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR and Uprise Radio would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians on the land which we broadcast. We'd like to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and recognise that we are on unceded land. Now, welcome to Uprise Radio and this week we're going to be talking about Palestine and I'm sure many of our listeners are watching and listening and hopefully participating in some of the solidarity actions that are taking place uh, across Melbourne um, last Saturday and of course this Saturday as well as around the country. Um, But just before I introduce our guests, I should point out that um, Jackson is not with us this week, but uh, he'll be back next show. Um, We're just going to go to, you know, some of 3CR's friends uh, in the media, Sky News, as they just give a little bit of a wrap around of the protests from the weekend. Thousands of protesters have gathered in pro-Palestinian rallies across Australia. Demonstrations took place in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Hobart, calling for the violence to end. Marching along the streets of Sydney. The demonstrators filled the city with their numbers and their voices. Protesters mingling with police outside Town Hall. For Palestinians, Saturday marked 73 years of resistance against Zionist forces and forced ethnic cleansing. We are standing in solidarity together, linked arm by arm for one basic thing, and that's the human rights and basic humanity. In Melbourne, people waved flags and signs, gathering to hear a public address. Fighting for equality from the river to the sea, for diaspora, for Palestinians in all of historic Palestine, nothing less. The crowd calling for peace between Israel and Palestinian territories as the Gaza conflict escalates. Well, a surprising, um, not necessarily supportive, but a kind of impartial wrap-up there from the Sky News broadcasters, but I thought it was important to hear some messages there, uh, as well as just hearing that, you know, there is, or there are many people across Australia who are, you know, supporters of Palestine and showed that on the weekend. Now, I just want to introduce my guests and we're going to get into, um, you know, a great discussion. First up, I've got um, James Crafty, who's a Jewish Australian Palestine solidarity activist who worked with the International Solidarity Movement in Palestine in 2006, and May Safe, who's a Palestinian woman and activist member of Free Palestine and one of the organisers of the Palestine protests, and I believe it was the MC on Saturday as well. Thank you both so much for joining us on Uprise Radio. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Well, I think... um, you know, I guess to start with, I think many of our listeners would have been, um, you know, following once again, and, you know, it is heartbreaking to see war just displayed on our TV. And one of the things that I found is, 
just watching, uh, you know, it doesn't, it pales into comparison to what the people's whose lives are lost and whose homes, um, uh, you know, being destroyed. But just seeing news readers again have to, you know, produce these stories with bombs going off in the background. And, you know, it really, it brings back the memories of 2005, 2006, 2007. And, you know, I guess we can go on and on about the kind of um, horror that's happened in Palestine. But um, what, are, what, what are the kind of thoughts that, um, you know, both of you have felt like having to see this onslaught from Israel over the past, you know, couple of weeks? I can say, <laughs> I can say as a Palestinian, um, for, it hasn't ended. For us, it's been ongoing for 73 years. Um, and for a very, very long time, Palestinian voices were silenced. Um, we were censured. Um, the Israeli propaganda machine was very good at distorting the facts and hiding the truth. And I think, you know, with seeing what, what, at the level of violence that the Israel, Israeli state commits every day, um, and seeing such savage escalation of the situation, um, it's really hard because I've lost family at every single major altercation um, that's happened, whether that was in 2014, whether that was 2009, whether that was in the first intifada, the second intifada, the um, Six-Day War, um, 1948. I have had family murdered um, at every single possible altercation that's happened. So for me, you know, seeing this happen um, in, in Sheikh Jarrah and the attacks in the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the violent bombing of innocent civilians in Gaza, it's hard to sit and, and wait to hear who, who you lost, um, who was murdered. Uh, so it's a pain that a lot of Palestinians feel. Um, and it's a pain that, unfortunately, we've been told through the media that is not worth being heard. It's not worth, it's not valued. Palestinian lives are valued. And so, you know, it's nice. It's frankly shocking for once to see in the media some voices of Palestinians out there. Um, mm. And it's finally, it's heartening to see that we have uh, support out there and it's entering the mainstream media. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I won't pretend to, to know the experience of the, the Palestinian people and, and May's family and, and all of the Palestinian friends and people. I mean, James in the background, but we saw it even directly with, uh, you know, the fact that um, the Israelis have bombed um, Al Jazeera and Associated Press and gave people an hour to get out of that media centre because they didn't want people reporting on the truth and that they wanted mm. to um, isolate and prevent um, journalists and other voices um, from being able to present the Palestinian narrative and to be able to see that the, just the destruction, the devastation um, that's going on. And, uh, you know, those are the places which uh, have previously been sought to at least have some level of, you know, neutrality or that, you know, Israel won't touch them for, you know, the fear of that sort of international backlash, and we can see that they don't care, and and that you know, you know, we've got rid of Trump and we've got Joe Biden, and and still the same uh, continued um, support for Israel goes on. Still, the the blatantness um, of both 
um, the Americans and, and Israel in that relationship and, and the destruction of Palestine um, that flows from that is, is just absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, yeah, I, I meant to, I apologise, I wanted to point out at the start that I understand that, you know, the real, sometimes, you know, these things come up of, a, of the conflict really hitting the media, like you say, and um, I know that can be a really difficult time for, you know, people then reaching out, say, well, can you please speak about um, the situation here? And I really appreciate it. And I think that um, 3CR and does appreciate, um, you know, Palestinian voices coming on and telling a true story because, like you said, Mayor, the, um, you know, Israeli propaganda machine is, uh, you know, in overdrive and it works um, a lot through the Australian media as well. So I Absolutely. think it's a really important to have your voice heard and if people want to hear more, they should get out to the, the rally as well in the wherever they're listening from. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that we do have an upcoming rally organised on the 22nd, um, Saturday, 1pm at the State Library. Uh, thank you. I think it's interesting, James, that uh, you mentioned, um, you know, that Trump's gone. And I, I guess, you know, we saw last time that Joe Biden was in an administration that uh, Obama gave $38 billion to Israel you know, we can't help but think that that is part of what is funding Netanyahu and, you know, this offensive from Israel. You know, I, I guess, obviously, you know, I'm, I well, can probably assume none of us are Trump supporters here, but it, the alternative is not looking um, great for the Middle East either. You know, we, we came out of going into Obama, US administrations who clearly orchestrated um you know, they wanted chaos in their terms of Middle East so that they could go in and um, turn people into US allies, you know, or make money out of it. How do you both kind of feel about, um, you know, the current kind of situation moving into US's influence? Look, I, the US has for decades been funding Israeli apartheid. And I think we kind of need to be clear here because, um, it is the biggest recipient of US aid and that it funds mil the military, it funds weaponry. And these weaponry are used on Palestinians. Mm. Palestinians are being ethnically cleansed. And I, I, you know, I question the American government, but I also question the Australian government because they've blindly supported Israel as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I question what is your moral compass and what do you really stand for? Do you stand for democracy? Do you stand for human rights? And if you do, how can you fund an apartheid state that is ethnically cleansing a civilian population? And I think we can very confidently say it, it is apartheid. Um, human Rights Watch two weeks ago officially came out with a document stating that Israel is committing apartheid. And I know as a Palestinian, we've known this for decades. We've lived under it, but now it's officially documented um, and there's nowhere to hide from that. So now that it is out there and it's very clear and social media has been really powerful in allowing Palestinians to show what is happening on the ground, then we need to question the Australian government and the American government. Why are you funding apartheid? Why are you funding ethnic cleansing? Why are you funding a highly racist, supremacist state 
Yeah, I mean, the, the absolute horrors that are going on, I think that you know, Israel gets away with things that no other state would um, be able to get away with. You know, they've got nuclear weapons, but they're the only country that doesn't have those um, nuclear weapons inspected, that there's no kind of obligations put on Israel around those. You know, and you just think about you know, the horrors of you know, chemical warfare, biological warfare, um, you know, the... the, 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 the you know, they talk about battle-tested weaponry. That comes from the fact that they test them on Palestinians and then they, they sell them uh, to other countries. It's absolutely horrific. And I think it's really important that, you know, um, particularly, you know, as a Jewish activist, you think back to, to the stuff that was happening, the experimenting that happened um, on Jewish people during the Holocaust and that the absolute, um, you know, you know, chemicals and things that were tested on on people, and you just you, you see them doing the same things to Palestinians, um, you know, with phosphorus modifications of phosphorus, um, and just go where you know where is this coming from, and how can um, any country that sort of claims to be a democracy be doing this, and how can you know the US, um, you know, continue to do this, you know, regardless of which. Um, of this, of the two major parties in the US is in power. This is this is a continued thing uh, where Israel gets away with um, killing people, gets away with with human testing and, and and all sorts of things with absolute impunity that no other country would get away with. And you know, and that biological testing um, even goes so far as you know, as now with COVID, you know, we just see the fact that you know Israel has um, the you know, highest level of vaccinations in the world, but only for its citizens. And this is despite the fact that Palestinian people um, live under occupation. They live under the Israeli um, regime and, and Israel refuses to allow for the Palestinian people in, you know, highly dense dense um, situations. You know, Gaza is the most densely populated place on earth. And we know that that's where COVID thrives and to just, allow COVID to be able to run rampant through the refusal to allow the Palestinian people to get vaccinated while they're championing how great and how wonderful their vaccination program is. It's just absolutely horrific. Um, and all of that was, was before this, this latest round of atrocities. I just want to add that, I mean, as a Palestinian who's lived in the West Bank, Israel doesn't see us as equals. They don't see us as, frankly, they see us as subhuman. We're always pitched as being violent and um, that a violent population that needs to be controlled, that we don't deserve human rights, that we don't deserve basic civil rights, um, and that a Palestinian life is easily spared. It, it, it's easily spent, I should say. And we know that because we see the vast numbers of innocent civilians indiscriminately murdered. We see that right now with those bo the bombs raining down on Gaza and children dying and families, whole families dying. So it is an extremely violent state and human life, Palestinian life, doesn't seem to count much for them. And we also know that the Israeli government talks about ethnically cleansing Palestinians and it's an active, active policy for them. So, I mean... I, I think it's about time the international community, but our governments hold Israel to the same level of account that they would hold any other country um, and also hold them to account for their atrocities and their war crimes and their crimes against humanity.
because this is coming, these, these are things that are not coming out of just false, you know, false statements. These are statements coming out of the United Nations and human rights observers. They are saying these things. And so I think Palestinian lives need to be need to be looked at and we need to be able to say that uh, every life is valuable and that a Palestinian isn't subhuman and that our death is needless. It, it's completely unacceptable. So I find it really hard to talk about this because um, it, unfortunately, you know, I'm just waiting for that doorbell, uh, that phone call to tell me that someone's passed away or someone's been murdered. Um, and it's this anxiety that every Palestinian lives under. Um, knowing that your family member is going to die, knowing that you might die. I mean, you see the messages coming out of Gaza, whole family saying goodbye to each other just in case they don't make it to the next day. It's heartbreaking. No, we, well, I appreciate how difficult it is, and, but the words and what you're saying are, are really important and I think it's a really important message for anyone who is listening and, you know, wants to know it's beyond what you, you know, the headlines and the things in the media that it's a, these are real people that are suffering from war, you know, and that this ongoing conflict. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. I, I, I guess, you know, like you, you know, both been talking about that, you know, this is an atrocity ongoing, you know, occupation that is supported by, you know, the so-called kind of leading democracies of the world, you know, Australia, um, the US, you know, you know, what countries don't support, you know, the Israeli occupation. So, you know, I I guess, and it's, you know, we can begin to kind of talk about it. I'm not saying, you know, we don't have the answers here, but, you know, how do we look at trying to stop that? How do we advocate for Palestinian rights when the so-called, you know, leaders of the free world, uh, you know, do anything but support a free world where they support and arm a country and occupying force against a civilian population. Yeah. On their own land. Yeah. I think we need to boycott defense and sanction them. Um, there's a fight against South African apartheid mm-hmm. um, taught us that boycott divestments and sanctions work. It builds awareness. It holds Israel to account. It lets it know it can't act without impunity. And we need to do that. We need to boycott. We need to divest and we need to sanction them. And we need to put pressure on our governments. And we as citizens need to put pressure on our local ministers um, and make sure that, that, that we're, that, Palestinian voices are heard and that we don't allow another continual 73 years of apartheid. Um, That's what we need to do. We need to be vocal and, you know, as well, the the media itself needs to start reporting on the issue accurately. We need to stop conflating that this is a a complicated conflict, that this is a fight between two equal sides. It's not. They, They are... Israel is a settler colonial power occupying Palestine and it is forcing and subjugating the Palestinian people to live under an oppressive regime of apartheid. And we need to be, the media needs to be very clear and accurate in reflecting that. And so when we 
so when we do campaign, we do boycott, we divest and we place sanctions on Israel, it allows you know, some change to the policies that it's instituting against the Palestinian people. But there needs to be some um, morality in this and governments need to start taking a stand. They need to start actually standing by their values of human rights. Um, And I think a lot of Western democratic countries talk about democracy um, when we get to enjoy it here in Australia and they talk about Mm. the right, our human rights. Well, they need to stand by it not just for everyone, for themselves, but for every person around the world, and especially for the Palestinian people who have had to live under this for 73 years and are now finally um, having a chance for people to stand up for them and for their voices to be heard out there in the world. 100% agree, May. I think it's really important that, you know, we've got governments that, you know, try and, and tell us that it's complicated governments that try and talk about how it's important to defend a, a Jewish homeland, uh, supposedly um, on the, the guise of fighting anti-Semitism, you know, despite all of the anti-Semitism in the Trump regime and all of the uh, ridiculous racism. I mean, you know, this is a, a situation where, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I come here speaking, um, you know, as a Jewish voice, and in some ways it's a real shame having to, I guess, come speak as a Jewish voice because, you know, it's, not the case that we feel the need to put um, white speakers um, when discussing Indigenous issues or the need to have, you know, generally the you know, men's voices to discuss women's rights issues or so on and so forth. But with this, there's that, this general perception um, that's been so vastly propagated, the idea that you need Jewish voices to lend legitimacy to the Palestinian struggle because of this fear of um, anti-Semitism, this fear of, um, anti-Jewish racism when nothing, you know, generates a, a hatred of Jews more than putting the Star of David on the side of tanks, on the side of, you know, bombs, on, you know, creating, um, you know, this this state which is, you know, calls itself a Jewish democracy and, and in reality um, is a democracy for Jews and a, a Jewish state enforced on the Palestinian people. And I think that it's really important um to, to be speaking up on this issue and to say, no, actually, it's not complicated, um, that there is an oppressed people and that, that, you know, people need to stand by the Palestinian people um, and support um, the, the, the BDS struggle. They need to get to the rallies. They need to say, no, it's actually not that complicated because, yeah, sure, you know, we can look at, you know, there's, you know, violence on both sides or, you know, there's this attack or that attack. You strip all that away and you've got an occupation, you've got, several layers of um, of apartheid and that that fundamental injustice um, is not going to go away and that that needs to, and it's not going to go away without a fight I should say and I think that that's um, really the, the important thing and that's why um, you, know, you know Israel's kind of you know as, as James points out has all of these um, you know is recognized by all these countries and it's really important that it isn't because it's this cover that they use um, in in forwarding this military regime in the Middle East. Well, there's yeah, there's a couple of things there that I might just um, go over that for listeners that they should get involved in. Um, well, firstly, if you're in Melbourne, that um, you know there's a protest this Saturday um, at one o'clock. Sorry, that's right, one o'clock at the State Library. 
Um, please bring your friends and family. It, everyone is welcome. We would love to see you there. We would love to have your solidarity. Um, please reach, uh, reach out to Free Palestine Melbourne as well um, mm -hmm. or any other Palestinian advocacy group or support group. Um, we do have a lot of supporters out there. Um, James is definitely, James Crafty, the other speaker is um, one of them. He's been a, a great support to Palestinians, our Palestinian voices. But, yes, please come. Um, we want you there. We want your support. It, it is completely heartening to see those faces out there on the streets of Melbourne chanting for a free Palestine, chanting um, for a Palestine where we're no longer under the threat of violence. Um, and I, will, I can tell you that Palis the Palestinian people are seeing this. Um, I have family in Gaza, I have family in Jerusalem, East Jerusalem actually, I have family all out throughout the West Bank and into the diaspora and they are watching, they are watching and I am getting messages from them telling me, please share, share um, the speeches with us, please share the images of the crowd because it gives them hope. So please come out. Um, as James said, it's on the 22nd of May, this Saturday at 1pm at the State Library. And normally um, at 3CR, we do have the Palestinian kefirs, which are um, made in Palestine, but I believe they might be sold out now. So um, you should definitely grab one of those as well. And, you know, there are many stores like the New International Bookshop at Trades Hall and plenty along Sydney Road where you can buy one that is made in Palestine and you can wear that to work, um, school, uni, wherever you hang out and show your support for Palestine. Uh, being part of the BDS campaign and taking to the streets is, I think, a really important way that we can get out and support Palestine. Um, well, we're going to wrap up in a moment, um, but um, did either of you have anything else that um, you wanted to say? And I will thank both of you for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, it's It's been wonderful and amazing to see all the support and solidarity that Palestine has had. I can say that I've been campaigning for Palestine a long time and there's definitely been a, a, a shift in the wind. Um, there's been a change. People are noticing Palestine and people are realising that it's not as complicated as the media has made it sound. Um, um, so thank you, everyone. It's been, it's given us a lot of hope. I'd just like to, I guess, thank May and, and the, the Palestinian people here in uh, Melbourne, as well as, I guess, around the world for leading uh, this struggle and doing such an amazing, amazing job in standing up for um, their people. And, and I think it's really important. I mean, May talked about how difficult it was to, to speak up on this issue, but you, know, you wouldn't know it from hearing her speak at the front of, of the crowd because she's done an absolutely amazing job and the Palestinian people are doing an amazing job for, for um, their struggle, which is you know, a struggle for their people, but also a struggle um, at the centre, I think, of, of, um, for justice and humanity and, and is one that we can see parallels um, around the world. And I think it's really important to, to, to lend our voices in support of them and, and they're doing such a wonderful job. So thank you, May, um, and, and, and the, the Palestinian organisers um, here in Melbourne. And, and, yeah, let's try and make the, the rally on, on Saturday speak as possible and, and keep up the struggle for a free Palestine. And I think, um, you know, we... We, yeah, that's um, beautiful, James. And I think I echo all those um, thoughts as well that um, 
as a non-Palestinian, we recognise and support uh, how difficult it is to speak out when you know that you've got friends and family who are, you know, sometimes unable and they are um, in harm's way as well. And I, I guess just to, for listeners as well, just to say that, you know, this, um, like May said, this this conflict has been ongoing and while, you know, hopefully the um, situation that's ongoing at the moment, um, you know, is able to calm down, the Palestinian um, um battle will be ongoing and needs it we need support in australia uh in an ongoing capacity as well so people could should be a part of that um in any way they can but this has been uh uprise radio and i'm going to finish today with a song by low key um it's called long live palestine and i think it um captures quite a lot of things that we've been talking about um throughout the show today so May and James, thank you very much for coming on the show and see you on Saturday. See you on Saturday. This is for Palestine, the Moana, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for the answer. With a shot to take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine, long live Gaza. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for the answer. With a shot to take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse at the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of different views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Mosques and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV, but I relate, cause those strangers could have been me, words could never ever explain the raw tragedy, it's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly, and we're automatically supporting pure savagery, imagine how you You've been listening to a 3CR podcast, produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.